Who would have thought it? Episode 30. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much to everybody who's listened so far and supported what the, what we've been doing. It's really so sick. Thank you very much. Yeah, so for episode 30, Ollie from the hardcore punk band Boundaries came on to chat to me and it was a f- great, great conversation. Boundaries are from Quebec City in Canada and their music is very very fresh and innovative and a a band you need to be checking out if you're into energetic aggressive punk music they are the band to really be investing your time in so yeah we in the episode we discuss the formation of boundaries how they got a name for themselves in Quebec in Canada coming over to Europe and the devastation that was last year when they had such a big tour opening for Desolated across Europe cancelled which was like proper sad but the boys have really used this past year in a positive way and I've been writing songs promoting the band in every way they can and just still still living for the music they're doing a live stream at La Anti Bar in Quebec City at the end of March which everybody should go stream go check it out it's going to be a really really cool experience their latest single The Devil's Breath is out now yeah great 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 song go check it out definitely definitely put this on your playlist go check it out really good track And yeah, support Boundaries, support music, support Quebec City. And yeah, thanks so much again to Ollie for coming on. And yeah, stay safe, everybody. Bonjour, Thank you very much for listening and all the best. Peace. Well, yeah, thanks for coming on today, mate. I do appreciate it. How are you doing? Doing great, man. What about you? I'm doing all right as well, you know, all things considered. Every day is like the same thing happens but uh yeah pretty feeling pretty peaceful within my mind um are you working at the minute what's what's the deal uh no actually i've been i've been stuck at home uh for the better part of the year uh like when i'm not like when i'm not doing the band thing uh i'm actually a like a bartender so everything is, is has been shut down for almost a year yeah, uh, man. Yeah, fucking hell. Did you? So uh, I, I guess, I, like, playing in a band and being a bartender right now is kind of the <laughs> worst situation ever. Yeah, the worst combination to play out in your favor. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. How's Quebec City doing? That's where you are, yeah? Yeah, that's where I am. Quebec City. Yeah, Canada. Heard, yeah bro. I heard there's a curfew. I, I, where, where are you living in the city? What, which area? I live in a, a neighborhood called Limoilou. It's oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I used to live there, man. Literally, really. Yeah, yeah. I used to live by the big IGA. If you know that. Oh, one. dude, I'm like, I'm like two streets away from there. No way. What was my address? It was Catravanuit, Rue de Lille Est. If you know that road. I uh, well, I don't know the exact street, but yeah, I, I know exactly where you what uh IGE you're talking about <laughs> yeah sick man did, did you did you study in Quebec City is that it did you, no, uh, I used to live there man my ex-girlfriend was from there and I lived there for like 10 months I used to work at uh L'Atelier if you know that place in the kitchen yeah dude <laughs> that's what the fuck yeah bro yes. <laughs> that's crazy because uh, yeah. I don't, like I didn't know that that's cool because I mean not a lot of people know, like a lot of people know Montreal, but Quebec City is kind of a, a lesser known uh, destination, if you will. But it's such a great place to to live and to experience a lot of stuff. So I'm yeah. glad we have that in common. 
Yeah, I know what an unusual thing to uh, <laughs> find in common. Um, yeah, it was, it was a cool city, man. I used to work at the Videotron Center as well. That was, mm-hmm. that was pretty sick. Um, yeah, everyone was very house proud to be from Quebec. I, I, was, I noticed that all the time. Everybody loved being from Quebec. Is that something you feel as well? You feel very house proud and proud of your province and your city? Uh, I am now. Like, to be honest, when I was younger, like... Like yeah. a lot of people, all I wanted to do is to get away. But now, now I get it. And now I, I still want to travel. I still want to tour. I still want to do, uh, see the world. But I mean, I'm glad that when I'm coming back home, I'm coming back to Quebec City. And I, I appreciate more everything about it now. Uh, even like winter and stuff that's just <laughs> pretty harsh. Uh, no, I like everything about it now. Yeah, man. Very harsh. I remember those days. It was fucking horrible, man. <laughs> like minus 30, bro. Oh, my God. I Dude, didn't it's, miss that. It's, it's, it's so cold right now. And I, uh, I recently uh, adopted a, a, a little dog. So I got to go out like three, four times a day now. <laughs> like I have to and it's freezing. So. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah. I have a dog as well. He gets taken out about two or three times. And I see all these English people with scarves and hats and gloves. Mm-hmm. It's like seven degrees. And I'm like, you lot have no fucking idea. You don't know a thing. No, you don't. No, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's cold and it's, it's pretty much half of the year. It's like last forever since like November till April. It's pretty much. <laughs> yeah, man. Chaos. I, I remember being there and like talking to people and I'd be like, Oh, at least the weather's going to get better. This was in like March and they were like, nah, it really won't. Not for a while. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. We still have like, uh, like snowstorm, like in March and April and stuff like that. Yeah, it's... man. I know. It never really calms down, does it, man? Um, yeah. So yeah, Devil's Breath, this new single. I thought it was very fucking good, man. It was a very punk rock track though. Compared awesome. To more of a hardcore style. Was, um, is, I thought it was, yeah, was the punk direction like a specific intention and why do you think it was like a perfect song to return with uh well to be honest me and uh, Lu- uh louis are my my guitar player we wrote uh most of the music and we're pretty much we're like we're more into the punk stuff than the metallic hardcore stuff so i i feel like we're gonna see this a little more and the new tracks, uh, uh, like this this new single. Uh, I mean, I, I love a lot of uh, pretty much my all of my favorite bands are from, are from the UK actually. So like stuff like Idols and things like that. So we're trying to bring elements of those type bands in to inject it in what we do. I thought it was a very sick song, man. Very interesting. You say Idols, they're blowing up here big time, man. Um, uh-huh. How, because I didn't expect you to say Idols, to be honest, has UK music always been a big part of your life and have you always tried to keep an eye on the scene here and when did you really become like in, you know, aware of like UK music? Because it's obviously, it's not Canadian, not American. When did this really become a part of your life and listening experiences? Uh, it's pretty much like all the guys in the band uh, love that stuff. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm probably the more... Uh, prominent uh listener of like uk music i'd say in the last uh two years i mean dude everything from 
like idols to Frank Carter to Evie Long's Fontaine's DC, uh, even more uh, recently, uh, Kid Capici, yeah, stuff like that. I mean, like, I don't know, like maybe it's the fact that I study uh, English literature. I, I, I've I've always loved like uh, the UK and London. Like we played there once, was fucking crazy. Uh, I don't know. I think uh, you guys put out a lot of good music, so. Yeah, it kind of rains every day here, man. So everyone's stuck inside. So maybe I've always thought like that. Everyone was like, we're inside all the time. Might as well do something productive. The same thing uh, for us, I guess, with winter. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, you better go indoors and uh, make some music. Or else you're, you're <laughs> yeah, bored. for sure. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, so writing this new song, was there any like logistical challenges because of the pandemic in terms of, writing and recording and people not being able to meet up and everything how was that process was it any different or did it go relatively smooth uh no it was it was terrible <laughs> it was a logistic nightmare we had to we had to push it back uh push back the studio session twice uh we were supposed to go uh, track it uh, near montreal we ended up tracking here in quebec city Yep. send it over uh, to someone else to mix it. Uh, and I mean, at first we were supposed to do an EP and then we we're like, let's just try to do a single for now and then figure things out. Uh, but we're, I mean, it's, it's a, it's a weird time. It's a weird context. So we're, we want to try new things as well. Like putting out a standalone, standalone single like that. It's the first time we we're trying it. So Uh, it's exciting. I mean, we, we got to try to keep pushing, try to put out some new music. So uh, that, that new song is like the first step towards this, uh, this, this new way of releasing stuff. Was it difficult to find some motivation and drive, you know, after like such a big tour was canceled last year? And was it tough for everybody to kind of get back on their feet and say like, come on lads, lot fucking... <clears throat> get get switch back on we got to keep going with this was it hard yeah well it was it was a hard blow to be honest because like we were fucking like we don't have that many opportunities like that and for us like uh it, it was going to be our second european tour uh yeah. and it was a lot of preparation like months and months we already had the the tickets uh booked and oh. paid for yeah. so i mean all of that was uh was kind of hard to take in at first but i'm actually uh i'm actually very proud of how we we just got together and and we're like all right so that's that's not happening like what can we do to 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 be productive and to try to do something like to to, to shift how we're working and like not being able to rely on shows And uh, so that's what we did. I learned to, like, no one in the band knew how to kind of uh, record uh, before. So I took the time off during this pandemic to buy some gear, yep. trying to make a little home studio at home. And then we just started writing. And uh, yeah, dude, we, we wrote like 23 songs, something like that. So, I mean, uh, I, I think, yes, it was... It was it was hard, but we we 
I think we made the best of it. Yeah, it sounds like it, man. Um, and yeah, do you see, are you very comfortable doing this now? Was getting into not production as such, but like home recording and like being able to demo on demand. Is that something? Yeah, because that's obviously a huge benefit for the band moving forward, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we, we uh, like all the stuff we put out so far, we didn't really like, we, we weren't able to do pre-pro or things like that. And like we, we would play together a lot, but there's still a ceiling. There's still like, uh, uh, like you, you can't push your, your uh, writing so far when you don't have a way to experiment. So, I mean, uh, yeah, it was, it was kind of a necessity to, to keep going forward. And, uh, I mean, I was the one after going in the studio, uh, recording two albums, I, I got interested in it. Uh, at first, all I wanted to do was to play live, but now, uh, now I actually enjoy it a lot. Uh, I don't, I, even if, if I'm not the type of guy who likes to be sitting at a computer for hours, I had to kind of learn how to, to appreciate it. Yeah. Cause it's, is that something you've learned to apply to the music then, man, to like, in terms of like crafting and training your ear and what songs need to have and what they should contain? Is that something you've also learned to take on board and apply to the music? Yeah, uh, totally. Like, I don't listen to music the same way anymore, really. Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Like, I mean, when you don't know, you don't know, but there's so many uh, intricate things that could that can go into a mix and make it more dynamic and change the whole vibe. And sometimes you don't even know it's there if you're not paying attention. I feel like, uh, and yeah, going forward, being, uh, being aware of those type of things, uh, when it's just like panning guitars or just the overall arrangement of instruments or adding, uh, uh some kind of percuss percussive, Thing or like I don't know there's so many things you can do and uh, I feel like it's opened a new dimension to our songwriting right now yeah man because do you see boundaries coming like coming back you know angrier stronger than ever because to me this song is like a pretty pissed off song to be honest and it's almost like a message to the, the pandemic itself it is. is is that a you know, is that aggression showing in everything you do, just the actual rage to, you know, create and put into your art? Well, I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's pissed because I was when, when I wrote the lyrics and when we wrote the, the, the music as a band. But I mean, it, it's, it's like the context demanded a heavy song. And it's just like, it was... We wrote it uh, a few months ago now uh, when when everything first kind of fell apart. And even if we were like, uh, we knew we, we were like, oh, let's write some songs and stay positive. But there was still a, like a big part of us that was angry. So we just wanted to put it in a song and just tell it like it is. And mm. uh, and it, it, it felt good. And now we can finally like once it was a track and we could rehearse it and scream those words out loud it was like all right like let, let's move on let's try to let's try to keep moving forward now that the hangry song <laughs> is is 
is written. Yeah, because the lyrics are so like straight to the point, man. It's like the most direct, probably the most direct song I've heard in a while, actually. Just fucking says it as it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did that really need to happen just for you to like, just oh, like, almost like a punching bag kind of situation? Yeah, in a way. And I wanted to, because like the verse or the verses are like, really expressing the uncertainty and like the the kind of like, Oh shit moment that we, we had to face, but then like the chorus and like the, the, the the kind of bridge before the final like breakdown, it's like the uh, it's like I used it as like something to, to be empowered by, to be like, no, we got to get through this. Like we'll, we're gonna, we're gonna come out stronger and, hungrier and and so i mean i wanted to because like some days i would wake up and feel like shit like oh everything is over and then the the next moment i'd be like fuck this like we're gonna we gotta pull it through we gotta do something so i wanted to i i mean it's always yeah man the 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 mood swings right now are kind of tricky like one moment you feel like you're gonna make it through and the other one like you're you're not sure of like you're like what am i doing playing music right now i I get that as well mate like i woke up today and i was just like in yeah pretty good mood i was like everything was going fine and i just was like staring out my window like you know Mm -hmm. looked like so dramatic and i was like what the fuck is going on man this is not how it's meant to be yeah it's 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 such like an in, everything's like amplified in a way especially like emotionally in your head have you have you been feeling that as well uh yeah dude especially not being able to i mean play a gig in like a year and a half now like oh. usually that's that's like that's what we do like we put up music and then we go play for people and it's mm-hmm. it's what makes our like uh job at home uh tolerable and like I don't know. It's like, it's, it's really, we need it. And right now it's not there. So it's kind of crazy. And like, we wrote all those songs and now we're like, well, just have to start like, how, how are we going to put this out? We, we can't go and play for people. So we, we have to reimagine the old operation, which is kind of, it's challenging uh, it's frustrating at times, but it's kind of, it, it is, it is what it is. Like we got no choice right now, but to figure out how to keep on keeping on. Yeah, for sure. It's, you say you got like 20 plus songs written. How yeah. are you going to keep up and adapt to the current climate is, you know, how are you, are you kind of just waiting for stuff to resume to record and release it? Is there plans to do more singles, maybe an EP? <clears throat> Because that's like uh, two albums worth of material, man. How 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 are the plans to take this forward? Uh, well, the studio is booked for next month. Uh, no, actually, April. Uh, yeah, so like in two months' time, we're going back in the studio uh, for a longer uh, for a longer period. Uh, so we wanted to try to put this song out first because I mean it's still it. Like it's something we we never did, and uh, right now I feel it's perfect to kind of break up the uh, monotony of our album cycle, uh, if you will, uh, and to see how people react to have a song online, but it's not going to be on any physical support. 
uh, or anything. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting, but uh, yeah, in two months time, we're going back in the studio, uh, first time with a uh, producer, and we're gonna try to take those uh, songs and make them even better. Is it is, is music something that like you've always been addicted to in a way? Because I, I know you did lights and like sold merch for Despised Icon in the past as well. And right now, even when you like music mm-hmm. can't happen, man, it's you're still so involved and still wanting to push it every day and it's always on your mind. Is this is this almost like some I don't know, like a disease you've never been able to like switch off and is 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 it a drive that's constantly always consuming you? Uh yeah, it is. I've 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 given up to trying to like do something else uh, a few years ago now. Uh, and I'm just like, I know because when you're, when you're a teenager and you're like, I want to do music and like everyone's telling you, no, no, like find a real, uh, real career, find a real job, find, find something that you like. And you're like, dude, I, I know what I like. It's music. And, but so like, I, I've always known I wanted to do music. I, but I don't know. For a number of years, I tried to find other things, but now I know it's it's music and it's going to be music. So, like you said, like I did, I I I do merge for the Spice Icon. Uh, I I filled in and get the shot in Europe uh, two years ago. Like anything I can do to keep me on the road, I at this point I'll I'm in. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Um, we had uh, Alex from Despised Icon on the show, like before you actually, and he was saying, which was actually like a funny, co- right. a funny coincidence, just like out of chance. Uh, and he was saying awesome. that he, he say he was saying that he manages you guys now. Uh, yeah, well, he's not actively anymore, but he did for the last like two years. Yeah, and uh, but we're st- we're still uh, we're still in contact. He's my good friend. Uh, uh, but I, I guess when when like Obey the Brave kind of fell through, he needed a break. But we're still working with them uh, on different uh, occasions. Yeah, man. Uh, How was that working with him and having him like personally evolve? Because like to me, Despised Icons like the biggest thing that's come out of Quebec in terms of heavy stuff as like an international guy. Anyway, um, it how is. was it? I, it how was it having him uh, involved with your band on a personal level? Uh, well, Alex is awesome, dude. He's a he's a really passionate guy. Just, I mean, just having, just having the call from him uh, like two years ago, saying, "Do you guys want like I like your band? Do you guys want me to help you guys and manage you and try to get you tours and things like that and try to." develop to our full potential i mean like just that call alone was like oh shit like if this dude is calling me we're probably on the right track we're probably doing something good you know yeah. and i mean just just that bit of like encouragement and like uh appreciation it goes a long way yeah for sure man because it's you talk about being on the right track and obviously boundaries have gained like an international fan base, very popular in Canada, in Quebec specifically do very well. Um, why do you think your music has connected with people and what makes it so appealing and that people want to have you back, bring you back over to Europe? And what, what do you think it was about the songs that you were writing that made you get noticed and people saw potential in them? Like everything we've put out is a, is a real effort at being just honest and being like we are 
we are real friends, five fucking buddies, and we like being together and we're passionate about what we do. And I think it, it shows even more on stage. And I guess, I guess people react to that. I mean, like every time we step on stage, we, it's like the last time we're going to ever play. And it, it's not like we're not faking it. Like everything we write, we love it. And everything we put out, we, uh, we, we like, we did our best to make it the best material possible. And we just like spending time together. And, uh, I guess it, it, it reflects, uh, on what we do. I don't know. Like we're, we're pretty easygoing guys. If you, you meet us, like, I, I don't know, <laughs> I guess not being assholes is, is, is a good thing. Yeah, that does get you somewhere, hundred percent, man. <laughs> yeah, for real, man. Um, is that something you've always valued and appreciated as a listener? Then, um, like honesty and real expression. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, in like, this is what I think. This is why I like bands like Idols and and uh, and like the rattlesnakes and things like that. I feel like the guys are putting everything they have into their music and whether you like it or not, it's like, it's them. So they don't, they don't apologize for it. And they're, they're just like, yeah, really passionate. I, I, like you, you feel it when someone is trying to phone it in. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it's gonna it's gonna show something somehow uh so yeah i i mean being passionate like sometimes i I will like an artist even if it's not in my like preferred genre just because i see they're they're honest um i think it's a great it's a great thing especially for punk and hardcore i mean it's like it's 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 more a lifestyle than a than a career or or anything so i mean if yes. you're not if you're not honest you're probably not gonna last long anyways yeah for sure man it's <laughs> um, absolutely is that a trait you guys all share then and do you think that's do you think that's the primary reason why it's it's and that's shown in the music and in this new single as well so especially because this single is so it's so like we were saying straight to the point man and that seems like mm. a consistent mindset is that a mindset you've always tried to maintain or is it something that very comes naturally uh well yeah i think it is and i think it's what uh like i mean if we're we're we've been the same lineup for like four years now and it's all because we share the same values. Uh, it's more than just music tastes. It's, it's really, it comes down to values and it's, and I mean, personally, I cannot write, I can I like, if I write a riff it's because I really love it. And if I write, uh, when it comes down to lyrics, like all I know is to write about like how I feel and how I, like, I don't mind being vulnerable, uh, is the only thing I know. Do you think? Do you think that not you not minding being vulnerable is that why certain risks you guys took you and you weren't afraid? That's also part to do with you guys growing, such as expanding into other parts of Canada, coming to Europe to open tours. Is is that also helps you guys in a big way? We don't mind uh, being 
rejected. Like music, it's about <laughs> about people saying no to you all the time. So yeah. like it's something that we don't we don't really care about, and we we try to like we like 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 I said, like everything we put out, it's honest. Like so, we're just putting it out there. We're taking a chance. We're betting on us. And I mean, if people don't like it, it doesn't. It doesn't really matter to us. So, but I mean, yeah, I guess we we've, we've const- constantly been taking chances and just because, like, every time you put out material, you roll the dice. You never know. Like, you, you like people can like it or it could end your band potentially. But I don't know. The only way we know how is to to keep being honest, uh, put out music that we like, and uh, I mean people uh like it it is it's just it's it's a bonus but like it's not something you can predict it's not something you can uh try to control so but i'm glad like just having people excited for us to put put up music it's something that i would have never really imagined like, yeah what do you think was crazy yeah when when do you remember like a pivotal like chapter and a specific turning point in the band where you noticed there was, you know, interest and people were invested in the music and getting excited about it. Is there like a standout time or show where that, that sticks out in your memory? Well, to be honest, like every, every time we, we do a show, I'm like, there's going to be no one here and uh, (laughs) people show up. But uh, I mean, Dude, to be honest, we've been very fortunate because, like, a moments like you just like described, uh, I think uh, there's a lot of moments like that. But, dude, like when we first put out our first EP, we were like, we got those songs. Let's record them. Let's put out an EP, and then we were like, let's let's book a show. To let let's do like an EP release thing. Yeah. Uh, and like no one wanted to book us so we were like we'll book it ourselves and dude that first show was packed so like from that point on we were like i don't know why but i guess people care so <laughs> yeah 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 let's, let's just let's just keep going and that's what we did and uh yeah yeah that's fucking sick man like because you say people showed up and people gave a fuck basically um mm-hmm. In in Quebec City, it's like how is the scene there like currently? Has it improved, worsened in terms of specifically heavy stuff? What changes have you seen? Um, you know, from like attending shows to now to playing shows and being part of the active scene. But I mean, well, right now it's uh, everything. Obviously, is, yeah, everything is now. is yeah. off. Yeah, but uh, I mean, Quebec City is a real like we have a big music city. I don't know if you were there for uh, Festival d'été or things like that, but we, like, we have like so many venues, so many festivals. Yeah. I so remember that bands. festival, man. It was, I didn't actually go, but it was, I was surprised it existed, man. It was like, it's like 10 days, isn't it? Um, and there's like different stuff each day and you can buy like a, a whole pass. That's how yeah. it works. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. They like they they gather like a hundred thousand people on the plains of Abraham and every night for like two weeks, and it's it's crazy. People come from all over the world to attend that festival, and like 
Uh, we have like local uh, venues. Uh, I don't know if you've been to Lancy. It's uh, oh, mate, are you, I used to get the bus past it every single fucking day to work, but I never went inside. Um, where did I go? I went to the Imperial, mm-hmm. and I don't want to embarrass myself. I'm trying to pronounce the name. Is it like La Source? Something? Oh yeah, dude. I, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's good. <laughs> but okay. yeah, all all of those venues are so important. Uh, the 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 guy who owns uh, Lancy is actually our booking agent in Canada. So oh wow, uh, okay, cool. And I mean, I don't know. It's like the the scene, uh, both like underground and like just mainstream music, is so active mm. that I don't know. Like Quebec City loves culture, uh, so. Like when we said at the beginning, like the people are proud to be from here. Like for me, it's it's part of that. Like I'm proud that I I live in a city that enjoys music, enjoys like, uh, yeah, like any kind of like culture and artists and theater and like it's I, I guess it's not everywhere like that. I mean, and people like support local music as well a lot yeah they do yeah especially in quebec i noticed people kind of supported local everything man it was Mm. um, especially music which was really fucking cool to see um yeah people were showing up for i I was at the despised icon show um which i think you did lights on i think man um at the imperial with like with suffocation and ingested um and there was There was a shitload of people there, man. That was like a whole fucking theater, like full, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's was, crazy. That's crazy. You were there. Yeah, man. I well, I actually spoke to Sean from Ingested like a few episodes ago, and he was saying like how sick the shows were in Quebec and Montreal all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that show, man. That was it. Was sick because that it was like I don't think in the UK like an extreme show like that would get a turnout that big. To mm-hmm. be honest. I actually, I actually played a a song with Kubla Khan on that on that show. I think. Yeah, yeah, fucking <laughs> up. Yeah, you did, man. Good. Well, yeah, I'm sure you would remember that. Yeah, I was, I was about to say good memory, but I'm sure that sticks out. Yeah, that I was cool. That, bro. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember that. That was a sick show, man. A very sick show. How did you? So you, yeah, we were talking about Quebec before I go off on a like a, a, a rabbit hole. Um, yeah, exactly. So Quebec seems to support Quebec and. The music being grown there and made there, so everyone seems to hang on to it with like a great passion and grip, really. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's a it's a, ma- a matter of survival in a way. Like Quebec is small. Uh, yeah. Like there's very uh, few bands that get the chance to 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 even like uh, I don't know to just being be able to play outside of. Quebec and Canada. So, I mean, people are proud of that. And yeah, man. Yeah. Honestly, like the, uh, the support we get from our hometown is, mm-hmm. is what makes us able to like fund all the albums, all the tours, pretty yeah. much everything. So I, I'm, I think we're really fortunate to, to add this support from our city. Yeah, man. It's amazing to see. It's really that homegrown DIY scene winter, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah which i think is so cool man is almost a dying art in a way sadly but to see mm-hmm. it still active in such a specific unique part of the world like that is a uh, is very sick man I would, be, I would be proud as well mate to be honest thanks 
Yeah, well, I mean, and as soon as we saw that, all right, like maybe maybe the, the rest of the world will never care about our band, but it seems to work here. So we, we try to give back as much to our community as possible. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. I think it's, it's, if it's the, like, if we only get to do one thing and it's this, I'm, I'm satisfied. Yeah, because, but that's the thing, man. Loads of people do that, though. Some people don't even play outside their city or state or anything, man. And they, they don't have aspirations like mm -hmm. that. And was it, because obviously you talk about being satisfied with, you know, it, it like popping off in Quebec all the time. But was it a band, was it an aspiration the band had to be like, yo, we want to see as much as we can. And do you think that's what kind of set you apart in the long term as well? Well, I mean, I, I think when you want to, especially when you want to be in a like punk or hardcore band, yeah, uh, it's always a dream to to be able to travel and tour. I feel like personally, I've been, I've been, I, I grew up around like skateboarding and punk music, which are two cultures that are based around touring in a band. So it was like always a dream of mine. But to be honest, when we started, like we. We have no, we had no aspiration of just, yeah, play in Europe. Like we never thought it would be possible until it was. Uh, for sure, now it's a goal. Now that we went there once and we we saw yeah. that it was possible, now we that that that's what we're aiming for. But at first, we we never like like I said, like we we put on that first show, we didn't know like if people were gonna show up or not. So. <laughs> The idea of playing in Europe was kind of far at that time. Yeah, man. I remember seeing you guys on that tour with Comeback Kid and uh, These Nuts at the Birmingham show. And I was like, who the fuck is this band called Boundaries? <laughs> like, I've never, ever heard of them, man. And yeah, people seem to be into it, man. I was like, this is sick to see. Um, yeah, well, it, it was, yeah, I remember that show. It was not the biggest, but like, I mean, I remember it as we, we got a good reaction, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cool. yeah, is it um, exactly, man? Because obviously, you're playing music that has produced and obviously, like, forefronted this scene in Quebec. And is that is that why you think you've kind of broke your way in? Because it's what people want to see happening in their local area, a certain sound and a certain vision from you guys that they can all relate to on a local level that you've taken from your city into theirs. I don't know. It, it's hard to pinpoint exactly why people it, it's connecting with people here, but I yeah. guess, I mean, yeah, just the fact that we were from here. Uh, I mean, we, we try to reflect a lot of like, we, we try to represent Quebec city actively as much as we can. Also, I mean, on our first record, we wrote a song about our local water park. I mean, that's, if that's not like uh, <laughs> trying to, represent Quebec City, I mean, I, I don't yeah, know. Well, I don't is. know what the fuck is, man, after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, so when did you get into music, man? That's a broad question, but when did you start playing bass and when did you become fully connected with this subgenre of music and when did it truly kind of define you and take over your life goals, essentially? Well, I'm actually a guitarist. So, like, I started playing bass when I joined Boundaries. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. But which is totally fine. I love the bass. I think it's really important. And I've now I I like a I've I've grown into a, a bass player, I guess. 
But I mean, it started really young, dude. Like even, I don't know when, like my, my, my dad was bringing me to see shows when I was like eight or nine years old. And even before playing guitar, I knew I wanted to be in the band. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just something that always was with me. Uh, and, and like I said earlier, I tried to pick up, like I have other interests. I love sports. I love, I'm not too bad at school and shit, but I mean, music is the thing that makes my life uh, tolerable. <laughs> yeah same <laughs> same man same um how was it going on to bass man because i've had some people on here say the same thing and they were like it was the worst thing ever man it was so difficult like how was it to you moving from that like melodic aspect of writing and performing to being part of the rhythm section oh uh, i mean well as a guitar player i i always considered myself as a rhythm player anyways like i can't play a couple I, I can't play leads now but i'm not i'm not like a shredder so i actually liked uh like that that's what i like like about hardcore it's the rhythm it's like mm -hmm. so I, I didn't mind it i mean at first uh, for sure i was only uh like using the the the, the one chord like one string uh now i've i've grown to kind of use it more uh intricately but uh no i mean the, the 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 transition wasn't too bad i mean it's it's actually easier uh i i don't know bass is fun man it's pretty uh, <laughs> yeah it's a summer roll is it mate yeah, yeah. Where, did, where did you learn to speak English then, man? You speak, like, very, very well. Where did you learn to speak the English language, mate? Because I remember living in Quebec, and uh, some people could not speak a fucking word of English at all. Um, where, did, where did you learn to speak English? And sorry if I've been speaking very fast or anything. Uh, no, it's all good, man. It's all yeah. that. Well, I've learned, uh, actually, the first, like, it's, it's true, like, Montreal, like, Pretty much everyone speaks English, but Quebec City is is uh, is uh, mainly francophone. Yeah, uh, but I, I mean, the first reason why I wanted to to learn English uh, really young was actually to learn uh, to know what the bands I was listening to were talking about. So yeah, that, that was kind of first uh, interest, and then I was in a like all through high school, I was in a like intensive english program yeah uh, partly because of my parents but also like i didn't mind i wanted to learn english uh we, we also had like spanish classes but since i didn't really listen to any spanish music i never picked up spanish um, <laughs> fair enough yeah yeah and then i don't know dude i like I, I did a bunch of touring i did a bunch of uh traveling on my own and uh now i'm actually finishing uh a bachelor's degree in a uh, linguistic and English literature. So I, I went all through college uh, studying English. So, wow, man. Yeah, yeah. You went in hard, man. Fair play. Fair play, man. Yeah. Very, um, very, you know, intricate answer there, man. You, you speak about wanting to know where, like what the records you were listening to were talking about. What records were they specifically? What albums do you remember really making a solid impact in your life? Oh, dude, that's funny because like at the time I was like, when I was 10, I was 
uh, listening to like Green Day and Blink and some shit. So when I figured out what the lyrics were, I was like, especially <laughs> Blink, I'm like, all right, that's not that deep. That's no not way. that. <laughs> no yeah. fucking way, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, man. Yeah. So when did, when did you get involved with, you know, enjoying hardcore and, you know, the more aggressive side of punk? Because you speak about going from Blink to Green Day. Where did you go there, man? Where was like the stepping stone after that to get into more of a aggressive style of punk, shall we say? Uh, it was because uh, the uh, in the early 2000s, uh, like, I mean, like when I, I talk about listening to Green Day and like, like blink and stuff like that i mean i didn't know like local shows were a thing you know but when i figured out like that oh you can go with like smaller clubs and there's local bands and like yeah. uh even like bigger like in- international acts but like would play smaller venues as soon as i i i i step into that world i was like going to shows every week and uh that's how i just uh, that's how it came i just started i started going to shows uh when i was like 13 and i never stopped i think like like the first like kind of like metalcore show i stepped into was like asley dying and silverstein and then uh i i ended up going to like a bane was it it was gravemaker bane and comeback in shows wow Uh, yeah that's fucking sick man yeah. And dude, people were stage diving. I was like, what is going on? <laughs> yeah. I was hooked. Yeah. I, I just kept going. Uh, yeah. I would, I would ride my bike for an hour, go to a show on a weekday, and then go back home. And then, yeah, that, that's what made me want to start a band and start playing uh, guitar more more actively and uh yeah man just i fell in love with the energy and just going to shows and discovering music yeah man has that always been a goal in boundaries then to like you know make younger people feel how those bands made you feel and to inject that passion into their life man you know to have some to have a guy like ride his bike for an hour to go watch you play for an hour you know well yeah, of course, but I mean, I think it's 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 when we have like those uh, like people think, telling us like, oh, we 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 drove like two hours to see you guys or blah blah blah. Like it's it's. Oh, that's. Crazy, I mean, man. I mean, it's crazy, but it's it's something that I would have never imagined as well. I mean, I'm glad now. I mean, for sure, we're trying to connect with uh, as much people as possible and. Uh, the thing is, especially in Quebec City, like there's no really all ages venue anymore. But like we're trying to 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 do all ages show as much as we can because, like you said, like when I started going to shows, I was 14. So I want kids, younger kids, to be able to come and see us, and yeah. then and and then like love music for the rest of their lives. But uh, uh, yeah, it's crazy. Like to to think that we might be the band, that kind of influence for some people is just, uh, it's overwhelming. What have you really been listening to over the lockdown that I'd like to ask you? Um, what kind of changes have you felt mentally of how you're going to outlook life and the band from now on? Because there's obviously been just time and time to reflect 
and how has music been reflected in your mind um you know in, in this in this past year uh i mean new stuff let me let me bring up my spotify real quick yeah what you've been checking out man i like to ask everybody dude recently last week i discovered charlie crockett okay he's a he's like a country dude but it's very good yeah guys <laughs> <laughs> uh recently uh i don't know if you know this band the dirty nail they're from yeah Toronto. yeah i know them man yeah they're all right aren't they they're not too bad man dude yeah. they're 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 pretty good their new album fuck art was out yeah. like a couple of weeks ago so i've been jamming this uh i don't know recently i i, I can i can see why you why you dig that man if you're about like the idols rattlesnake sound for sure yeah uh what else dude so much stuff like the new kid capiche is is fine yeah I, i've dived uh i i listened to a lot of afi lately and afi like, what the early stuff or yeah early stuff yeah, but the, even do the like the production value on like the later stuff is through the roof it's insane it's like crafting <laughs> it's like crafting songs to perfection which yeah. i appreciate as well yeah uh, man it's crazy how much money used to go into that shit man when all the oh shit dude it, it's it's crazy the budgets those bands oh. have it's like it, it doesn't happen anymore. Yeah, ridiculous, man. I was. Um, do you know the band Senses Fail? Yeah, I was. This the singer does a podcast, and he was talking about when they mixed their second record, Still Searching, and he said the the, the label paid a hundred thousand US dollars to have it mixed. <laughs> oh, dude, that's insane! Just just for the mix, just for the mix, just for the. Oh mix. my god! So it's <laughs> not it's not even like. Can you imagine, like, if they paid that for the mix, they, they, they must have paid, like, three times that in promotion. It's, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. I know, man. It's fucked Oh, up. dude. But God. that's... Well, there, there was a point, like, in the States that those bands were selling thousands upon thousands of records, so it makes sense, but it doesn't happen anymore. I know, man. It's just crazy how many people used to show up for that stuff. And, you know, Taste the Chaos and tours like that. Yeah, well, the, uh, the, the As Ali Dying show I was talking about was like the uh, 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 kind of a date, weird random date uh, that some bands came to Quebec City after A Taste of Chaos was done. Oh, okay, like a drive back home show kind of vibe. Kind of, because like Quebec City is not a, it's like a D market, so not all tours uh, come through. Yeah, so I know. It was, like, it was like a... Uh, watered down version of Taste of Chaos. Yeah, it's it's still a sick lineup though. Who played as I like that Dying in Silverstein and was like uh, like a you on it as well or something. No, actually it was in, was not it didn't make it to Quebec City, but I think uh to what was that band? Uh I don't know. I like it's it was three bands. I know Silverstein was on it as a lead dying and like some other band that I can't remember but uh yeah silverstein is sick man i'm I'm gonna watch their live stream on saturday have you watched any live stream shows this pandemic or been interested in it uh yeah well i've watched a few because we're gonna do one uh at at the end of march uh yes man uh, fucking sick i was hoping you would say something like that yes yeah yeah talk me through this man uh where are you filming it 
well, how did the idea come about? Um, are you? Do you think it's going to be strange with no audience? Like, what are your thoughts? Uh, it, it's well, we're gonna have to like, uh, I don't know. We we we're gonna have to structure the set in a way that it's not awkward. Because of course, with no people there, we we gotta adapt. But uh, basically, uh, like what happened during the pandemic is that uh, Carl Atlanti. Uh, the venue we were talking earlier, he just put on a full like camera crew in there and he's putting on live streams pretty much every day. What a so, fucking legend, mate. What a fucking legend. Yeah, dude, he's, he's crazy. And he, he's been uh, asking us for over a year now. And we were like, no, 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 because we were uh, not only focusing on writing, but we thought that like it made no sense. But I mean, at first, COVID was supposed to, they were like, oh, give us two weeks. But now it's been a year and a half. We have a new song that's coming out. So now it makes sense. Yeah. And we're, we're going to try to, you've seen the, you've seen the music video I sent you? Of course, man. Fucking loads of times. It was sick. Well, we're going to try to tie in the live stream because like the, the, the video is black and white. So we're trying to, maybe like wear the same outfits do the stream in black and white trying yeah. to tie all of this in one cohesive thing uh yeah. and try to just further the experience of the new mu music we're putting out uh mm. and i mean we just want to take out the gear from the jam space and <laughs> do something uh yeah man. And I mean, but it, it should be fun. And like, I don't know how, like people have been asking us to do one. Uh, no one knows we're going to do one. So I can't wait to, to announce it and see how people are going to react. But I think, I think it's going to be fun. And I think right now it's the only thing we can do. So might as well do one. Quite literally, man. It is the only thing you can do, especially to reach, you know, a fucking worldwide audience. Yeah, it's the only, it's the only outlet you can do. Um, yeah, that's fucking sick, man. I'm pleased you answered in that way. Yeah, I was hoping you would say something like that. That's really cool. He's doing it at that venue. Um, fucking respect. Yeah, I support. Yeah, dude, him. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, mate. He sounds it. I'd have loved to have fucking shook his hand and said hello. Had a few beers, man. That'd have been good. Um, because. Yeah. I haven't actually seen one yet. I'm going to watch the Silverstein one on Saturday because they're playing Discovering the Waterfront in full. Cool. Um, and I'm interested to see how it goes, man. I was like talking to my friend and a, I'm quite a tall guy and he's, he's going to watch it as well. He's like, yeah, I won't have to put up with you like standing in front of me and I won't be, like, can't see or anything. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it, it will be weird, man. Um, but I think it will be good. Um, it's, it's a very creative idea. And I think... I think some bands will really benefit and some people might do it once and they'll be like, yo, that was weird with no audience. Because do you think it would be a thing to like struggle getting a bit of adrenaline or like bounce off a vibe? I mean, for sure, when we usually play a show, we feed up the crowd. But I mean, we're still, there's this thing where, I mean, we're still, sometimes we play cities that no one knows us and we're still going hard. So, I mean, like, the energy within the band is already uh, through the roof. So because we love playing together and playing those songs that we we've just created. So, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure we could put on a show even without people 
but for sure, like I said, we're going to have to, to adapt. Like, I'm not sure we're going to allow Max to like speak to the crowd uh, while we're all tuning and it's dead silent. Like we're, 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 we're going to try to avoid things like that. Cause that could be weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You'll have to do like a big fucking, you know, bands of like four guitars, man, <laughs> like all tuned, ready to go. Yeah. But we're, we're already working on some things, but we're trying to, we'll, we'll try to do like a, really intense back-to-back like mm. full set of music with no 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 breaks no short stops no nothing uh anyway we'll, we'll see how it goes like there's no like there's no amount of planning that's gonna replace just doing the thing and seeing like reacting to it uh yeah man fucking absolutely bro um yeah, mate. What what bar do you work at in Quebec? Now I'm working at the uh, Tequila Bar on uh, Saint Joseph, uh, which is yeah, uh, oh no, that street. Yeah, okay, yeah. That you know, you got the uh, you got EXO Shop, yeah, Imperial, and then the do 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 two two two. It's right next to it. It's like a tequila, like Mexican uh, kind of bar. Yeah, mm. man, I I know that. And is it like as you walk in, the bars immediately there on your right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was funny, man. I actually went in there just on my own before the Despise show, and I saw Alex in there, and I was like, "Yo, how the fuck's it go, man?" And then like we had a chat. That was my, that was my only experience in that bar, but it was it was a it was a good one, man. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, um, that's a place. Yeah. Do you know? Oh, do you know the London Jack down the other end? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had a job interview there. Um, <laughs> pretty much like... I think How did it go? <laughs> well, bro, like it went excellently because they were like, yo, this is the most authentic thing we can get is you. Um, <laughs> like they really wanted me to work there. But it was like just before the pandemic and then uh, I was waiting yeah. for the call off the geyser and then, yeah, the world just stopped spinning, man. Then, uh, did you have to? Did you have to go back home because of the uh, because of COVID or just because? No, you were... man. Uh, I like. Yeah, I just wanted to like split up with my ex girlfriend, bro. <laughs> and then because uh, it was the pandemic, I was like, I'm just gonna leave, bro. Fuck, like starting <laughs> in Quebec. Like I probably would have outside the pandemic, you know. But it was it was yeah. just long, man. Um, and where are you now? Are you in London or? I'm in, Bur- I'm in Birmingham, in the middle. Okay. Cool. Yeah, and then I got a job working at Law Dance. Is that an area? If you know it. What was that? Law Dance, it was called. It was a retirement home. I was cooking food for all the old people there, man, for like three or four months. Uh, there's like two right near my apartment, but I'm not sure uh, if it's yeah. one of those two. Mate, yeah, my geography like, is going to fail me now. Uh, but yeah, I was, I was doing that, which was actually pretty sick. And uh, there were some really cool old ladies that lived there, man, because a few of them could speak like English really well. And they were like, yo, yes. And then I would just have like conversations with them all day. It was, that was nice. That's awesome. So if you're, are you from Birmingham or are you just living there right now? Nah, man. I was literally born in the hospital like a mile away. <laughs> all right. So how do you feel about Peaky Blinders? Oh, mate. Uh, I, I fucking really- love that show. Bro, uh, I don't really like that show, man. Really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was expecting you to say that. Like from from the outside, it's like <laughs> if, when you're there. I mean, it's probably something else. 
Bro, yeah, it's crazy, man. All that shit's, like, still here as well, man. Like, my mom gets her hair cut, like, you know, near the pub and shit that they go to. Um, yeah. I don't know it too well because, like, I tried to watch it, like, four times. And I, I could never finish the first series. I was like, why the f- <laughs> Why does everybody think this is so good? Um, yeah, yeah. And it's weird, man, because I remember, like, now in Birmingham, we have, like, stag dudes. Uh, do you know you know a stag dude? I think like a bachelor party. Yeah, yeah. Like all these all these fucking gazers come down from like Manchester in London, and then they're all like in their like flat caps and they're dressed as it, and they're just what? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they like there's like ten of them. They walk in the pub on a Friday night. And we're like, what the fuck is going on? Like this never used to happen before. This fucking program exists. Uh, yeah. Well, that that's a bit too much, but <laughs> mate, you should see it. You should see it. They fucking love it, man. But like, I don't know. I, I was like messaging my mate the other day and then she was like i don't really like peaky blinders i was like yeah i don't know why people enjoy it but like and we were saying below i really like the office like the u.s office but i was like maybe if i was from scranton pennsylvania i would think that you wouldn't like it yeah yeah probably i don't know man but yeah i remember seeing some quebec shows uh what's that show man that everyone used to fucking lose it for od do you know that piece of shit Oh, dude, that's fucking terrible. That's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, bro. That's like r- reality TV, dude. I, I get, I, I actually, I don't even have like cable TV, and uh, like me and my girlfriend, we we both think it's completely stupid. But like sometimes she she ends up watching it anyways, and I <laughs> I get I get so mad. I'm like, this is trash. This is complete trash. Yeah, yeah, it is, man. I remember at Latilia, we had um. Some of them used to come in on like a Friday and Saturday as like a guest appearance. <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. And I, I, have you ever been in Latelier? I guess you have. I have, but I, I used it's, to like, it's, not, it's not my kind of joint. It's kind of the... Yeah, uh, it wasn't really mine either, man. They just used to pay me, so I would show up. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, that's fine. I'm, like one of my good friends uh, used to work there as well, but it's kind of uh, the douchey... Uh, part of town. It's yeah, bro. It was full of fucking wankers, mate. Twenty-four. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, I used to work on like a station out the front, so I could see like all these people everywhere. And then there's like people from like OD would walk in, and then like they'd be it'd be fucking rammed, man. There'd be people everywhere, like screaming and shit. I know, it's, dude. The the thing about this place, have you seen? Like we, me and uh, Louis, the guitar player from Boundaries, we used to go there during the summer sometimes. And just sit on the patio out front and wait for people to uh, to to fall down the stairs. The stairs are so <laughs> steep. Yeah, the stairs yeah. are so steep, and like the girls are wearing like crazy eels and stuff, and they would just fall down. Oh mate, yeah, yeah, I know those stairs, man. That is like prime viewing to see a fall. Oh, no, it's crazy. So we would just like have a pint and watch people get hurt. Yeah, man, in the fucking Quebec sunshine. I, I wish yeah. I was. I wish I was fucking sitting right there, bro. <laughs> sounds hilarious. It sounds like not a bad day at all. I oh, do. That was funny. Yeah, yeah. I fucking bet, man. Uh, how long have you been doing bartending? Then, pretty much. Sure. How old are you, mate? If you don't want me asking. I'm 28 right now. So 28. Yeah, bar- cool, man. I've been long- I've been bartending for 10 years. Uh, my my mum was a bar owner, so for like. 40 years so as soon as i no way. I, I i i turned 18 she i just started working for her and then uh but that's like on the south 
shore of Quebec City. And then when I moved in the city, I just started working at Lancy and then yeah, yeah different places. Yeah, that's sick, man. Um, wow, your mom owned a bar. How was that growing up with that, like, uh, your mom having that work dynamic? She owned three, actually. And it was, okay. I don't know, it was just like, she's she was a businesswoman. She, she was, yeah, man, I mean, it was weird because she worked a lot sometimes. Yeah, late and, as well, late as and, well, man, I can imagine. And yeah, was, she, she had to do, like, late nights to, to I mean, because at that time, uh, when I was young, like bars were like, she had like up to uh, 800 people in her place every night, pretty much. So it was crazy. She had like 40 staff members and stuff like that. So, wow. Huge uh, operation then, man. Huge operation. Yeah. It was a lot of work, but, uh, now she's, uh, retired and she's enjoying, uh, Sitting down. Sitting down. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, my I can fucking imagine, man. Um I mean it's the perfect job to there's a lot of musicians that are just bartenders. And it's just I and I like I don't even drink really. That's the uh the irony of it. But I mean it was always the job that I could keep. Uh, they would let me go on tour for a couple of weeks and then come back. And I would still be working, so I mean, it it it, it was always yeah uh, favorable for me to just yeah. I did I did an episode that I posted today, man. But like, it was about two weeks ago with this with Shannon from this an emo band called Awake, but still in bed. And she said the same thing, man, because she's she's always been like a line cook, um, uh-huh. doing like the same amount of time as you. And she was like pretty much the primary reason for staying in the job is that like, she knows what she's doing. And if she says, can I leave for tour for this amount of time? They're like, yeah, man, no worries. Yeah. Especially now. Like, well, I mean, at first my mom was my boss. So it was cool. And then my <laughs> boss was my booking agent. So. Oh, mate, was, you've had a, I, you've had a fucking chilling ride. then, <laughs> So I mean, it was cool as well. And now my boss is a musician himself. So he's like, he gets it. Yeah. Yeah. He gets it. He's like, he's, uh, he's, he's proud of us when we leave. Uh, so yeah, no dude, it's, it's, and I mean like being behind a bar is like being at the merch table. You're just meeting people. You're like, you're socializing. You're it. I mean like music is the, 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 the most social job there is. So if you're, when you're not playing a show, you're behind a bar and you're just making friends with a lot of people. You're talking about music. You're like, you're, you're being, uh, I don't know. Like you, you get to know the people in your community. Then when you get to play a show, like everyone wants to come party. So it's, it's fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is, man. It's like that group mentality of everyone just fucking let's have a sick time for this like group goal we have for real, man. Mm -hmm. It's, um, yeah, so aside from the live stream, is there plans for a release this year or are you just going to keep it as singles? Like, is there any any shows? Did you have, uh, apart from the European run, was there stuff booked that you had to like constantly move, move and rebook? Has you Have you had to overcome any obstacles like that or is, is the live stream the next, you know, that's the, the, big, the big event in the near future? Uh, well, 
I mean, as far as uh, canceling things, like uh, no, we had like a, a lot of we have we had actually two more tours booked that were not announced that we had to cancel, uh, which was a bummer. I was also supposed to go uh, back on tour with the Spice in Europe, uh, so like I mean, it was supposed to be not like for the band and personally, like a giant fucking year and everything yeah, yeah. felt fell through uh so yeah there was more there was yeah. uh festival appearances here in canada we were talking about a full canadian tour a full u.s tour and uh oh. coming back to europe in uh the fall because like the the tour was in a desolated tour was in the spring yeah so we're planning to come back to europe somewhere before the end oh of the my year. god bro carlis i bet you were fucking so pissed off man yeah, dude, that that was that was uh, that was shitty. But uh, like now, yeah. um, sorry to hear, man. Fuck. That's all right. I guess like as soon as it comes back, I'm sure it will like it will all work itself out. But for yeah. now, like at first, I was really pissed also because not everything was canceled yet. But as soon as I saw that every band was in the same situation, I mean, there's nothing you could be mad about because it's not yeah. like it's not, it's not as if like boundaries is not getting ahead because uh because i don't know like one of our member is sick or whatever like it's yeah the planet is on hold right now so but uh no right now we're putting out that song we have the live stream and then we're going back in the studio in april uh, yeah, man. That's fucking sick. Songs. And yeah, man. It's it's all good. It's still like obviously really exciting, man. Loads to look forward to for everybody. It's it's fucking really cool. You flipped it on its head and made it take <laughs> this process. But yeah, yeah, a lot of respect, man. And I don't want to. I don't want to like spoil everything right now. But we're going back in the studio for the first time with like a uh, an external producer that mm. like from a very well uh a very reputed like hardcore band that's gonna i'm sure it's gonna bring a lot like i can't wait to announce who it is and to see how those songs are gonna come out and like we want to we want to record this in april and then uh, start putting out uh more singles before like probably summer or something yeah yeah fucking sick man um yeah, bro. I'd uh, send it me always, bro. I'd love to put you on some other sites as well that I'm a part of. Definitely always help spread the word. Awesome. Yeah. I, I appreciate you taking that time to to talk to me about this. Thank you for jumping on as well, mate. I do appreciate it. It's been a, a good, a fucking sick conversation, mate, actually. Uh, it was just like hanging with someone at the pub, man, to be honest. Really chilled. Talking about music. Yeah, because yeah, I remember, yeah, because I saw you guys play with Comeback Kid and... Then I was like, I remember I went to Canada. Yeah, man. Because I remember, and then I remember going to Quebec City and I was like, yo, I wonder if they actually have a hardcore scene here. And I was like, I swear there was that band who played here once and get the huh. shot. I was like, I swear they were from Quebec City. And yeah, it was, it was cool to see, man. Very sick. Was it the uh, Gideon counterparts straight from the path? Was it that show? We played a uh, couple of times to come back here. 
It was in Burma. It was with these nuts were on it as well. Oh, no, no, no. oh yeah, yeah. Okay, you mean in Europe? I thought you mean you meant uh, in Quebec City. Oh no, I never actually saw you guys playing Quebec City, man. Uh, I think I only saw you personally at Imperial doing your thing. Mm-hmm. At the I only went, I only went to two shows in Quebec, man. I saw Venom Prison play at La Source, which was good. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just the display. I saw Fleetwood Mac play as well at the uh, Videotron Center. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Which was uh, yeah, that was interesting, man. Very interesting. Um, yeah, Latelier, what a time, man! You're making me think about all these fucking days I used to work at that bar. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Like I never expected uh, you to to have lived in Quebec City for. Really, like, I don't know. It's hard to imagine. Like everyone wants to go to London. Everyone wants to go to New York City at least once. But like, it's hard. Like it's it's not often that you hear people like, oh, like I've been to Quebec City for like ten months. And yeah, yeah, literally that's what happened, bro. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, people seemed like shocked all the time, man. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, they were like. Yeah, because they put me out front at Latilia and I'd have to talk to all like, the American tourists and shit. And they'd oh, be like, yeah. oh my God, you're from England. And I was just like, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the time, these intense American people just talking to me. Yeah, I do. Yeah, and then like they would leave and it's like, this fucking bass would kick in, man. Did you know, did you know, Rafael? You may have worked there at the same time as my buddy. Raphael. Yeah. It's a tall guy, curly hair. I think he was working in the kitchen. In the kitchen? Yeah. Oh, fucking hell. Maybe, bro. Because, like, when I got there, they were like, yo, we've had a few people leave. Because I was in the kitchen. Okay. Raphael. No, no, he doesn't ring any bells, mate, to be honest. I don't think I know him. Uh, some guy who worked out the front did know your band though, because really? uh, yeah, he was called Tom. Tom fucking, La- I don't, I can't pronounce these French names, man. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it is. It is fucking really hard. I think I know which Tom you're talking about. Say your second name. Say it. Uh, I, I'm actually, I don't know his second name, but I think, I think I know you, who you're talking about. What's yeah. his? I'm gonna look it up right here. Yeah, yeah, so am I. This geezer, this guy. <laughs> la- yeah, 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 him, him. I know him. <laughs> yeah, he was a good guy, man. I, I like talking to him because he was like, "Yeah, what you been doing?" And I was like, "Yeah, I did this interview. This was when like we did the types one." Uh, yeah, ran from round here. He was like, "From round here." I was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." And it, also, he was like, what they called us? Like, Boundaries? Like, yeah, I know fucking Ollie in that band or whatever. Yeah. That's it. He was a good guy, man. I used to like talking to him about <laughs> Mac DeMarco. That was pretty sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was cool. Yeah, bro. Um, well, mate, I'll probably wrap it up, man. I, I, was, I could actually talk to you all day, bro. That was sick. Yeah, we've been, we've been talking for a while, I guess. Yeah. Sorry to keep you, man. That was... Uh, That's all good, dude. I, we've covered a lot of things. Do you have a, like uh, a final question or anything that we we you know touched what? upon a lot of stuff? So yeah, 
Uh, do you know what, mate? I don't really have a final question, man. And I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really do that whole one final question before we go. Like, yeah, that's cool, man. Well, yeah. it's, I'll just it's... chop the shit out of this and glue it back together. You know how it goes. Online. All right. And then uh, I'll send it your way, man. Thanks so much for fucking spending some time chatting to me, man. I really do appreciate it. No problem, buddy. It was yeah. cool. Like once it's once it's uh, ready to be out, just send me the link. I'll uh, I'll share it uh, on our platforms and stuff. Uh, yeah, that's cool. Were Great. you planning on writing something on the on the blog as well, or just a podcast? Or yeah, this will just go out as a podcast, mate. But I was gonna suggest. Um, with the whole live stream thing, uh, me and my mate would love to review it for the cool. uh, if you awesome. Yeah, I think I think it's possible uh, to send you a, a guys a link so you can access it for free and just review it. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah. If, that, if that's all right with you, man. I don't mean to be cheeky and ask a question. Uh, it's all good. It's all good, buddy. Yeah, if that's uh, that'd be fine. Yeah, uh, fucking sick, bro. Uh, yeah, we'll sort that out on a little email or some shit. Yeah, bro. Cool. Um, well, yeah. Keep fucking spending the government's money wisely, man. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I will. Yeah. Buy gear for the for the studio. Yeah, bro. All yeah. right. Well, dude, that was a good chat. That was fun. Bro, I enjoyed it as well, man. That was very chilled. Uh, if you ever make it over here again, we'll fucking grab a beer. Hopefully, we have to. Peaky Blinders style, bro. I'll show you the fucking garrison and shit. I'll show you it, bro. Dude, I'm so down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Honestly, down. man, we'll do it proper, proper 0121 Birmingham style. Yeah. All right. Well, dude, uh, I mean, the show we were supposed to, uh, were we coming back? Yeah, we were supposed to play Fury Fest. Yeah. And like London and Birmingham with like Nasty and Acacia Strain, all that stuff. Big like we were, dude, we were so excited for that. It was Oh, mate, that would have been Spin Kick fucking central as well. I swear yeah. to God, Mo. Yeah. Have you heard the new Nasty record, just as a quick one? Uh, just once. Just once, to be honest. I didn't have time to... Yeah, it's cool. Fire, man. Yeah, fire. I did I did a chat with Matty before, the singer. He was... Uh, yeah, it was... Cool. Yeah, sick, sick record. I'd record... It's only like 20 minutes long. Yeah, and they're, uh, and they're really good guys as well. I've met, uh, I met them in Switzerland... Uh, they're when I was filling in for uh, get the shot, and they're oh, just really, really fucking cool dudes. Yeah, they're pretty loose guys, man. For real. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, prop. Yeah, dude, they've been doing that shit for so long, man. Yeah, they 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 just like consistent guys, bro. He was telling me a funny story, man. Sorry yeah. to keep the sorry to keep you sorry to keep you, man. Um, when they oh, when no, they no. played, you know, Wacken Festival in Germany, yeah. heard of it. They they like rocked up to play there, and then they said they like wouldn't let them in. They were like, this is not a hip hop festival. They were like, why the fuck dress like that? <laughs> in like tracksuits in like tracksuits and like big Air Max and like the caps. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah. They're just a band who just kept going. Like yeah. I mean, when we really started to hear about them, they were already on their like fourth record or something. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I mean, well, for us over here, you're like, like Yeah, for like, sure, yeah. So like the first time I, I heard of them was which uh, was that song called uh, Shoka something like that. Yeah, that was their like f- yeah, that was like their fourth record, man. Yeah. So yeah, just keep going. <laughs> yeah, literally, that's what that's what he said. I was like, why the fuck do you think Nasty's been so successful? He's like, yo, man, we literally just kept making albums every two years. <laughs> he was like, that yeah. was it. 
Yeah, and, and go on tour when you can and just keep grinding. Like, yeah, yeah. Just, if you stick to it and you're you're honest, it will it will eventually make some like something good that will come out of it for sure. Yeah, that's pretty much what he said, man. Just keep grinding, and it will. If it's good, people will click. Um, yo, man, I'd like to. We should fucking do this again sometime, man, in a few months or something. That'd be really cool. Awesome. Well, I'll I'll keep you uh, up to date. And uh, anyways, we'll we'll talk uh, before the live stream. So yeah, man, let's just uh, keep in touch. Yeah, mate, that'd be great. Fucking look after yourself, bro. Right. See you, Rob. <laughs>